Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is a unique episode that is coming out sort of as an emergency broadcast, if you will, from myself and my COO, CFO, Matt Gartland, We were talking the other day on the team as we've been trying to navigate the crazy times that are happening right now related to the virus that's taken over the world and and, and has, has left people in quarantine, has left businesses struggling, has left people struggling. And Matt and I wanted to come on today to talk from uh, very much a business standpoint, how one might be able to navigate these uh, turbulent times. And so Matt and I are both talking about finances, mental health, health of the business, how to discuss and be open and transparent with team, how to plan for the future, and also what opportunities this does open up, which it might not be uh, something that might be uh, immediately apparent to some of us. So I'm going to skip the regular intro. This is not going to affect actually our regular lineup. It is an emergency episode that's popping up for you because team SPI, uh, we all care for you. And uh, Matt and I also at the end, you'll hear us talk about potentially doing this a little more. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram at Pat Flynn or Twitter at Pat Flynn to see what else we might be able to help you with here. We have a lot of resources at hand and and the business is doing okay, but we've definitely taken a hit and you'll hear about those a little bit here in this show. And uh, we just wanted to do this for you as uh, some some support. Uh, also on the show notes page, which we will link to at the end, there are some resources that are available to you as well that we have sort of opened up for you at this time that we found out uh, elsewhere in the on the internet to help you uh, with your business. And so that's coming at the end for right now. I'm just no intro music. We're just going to go right into the interview. Uh, here is myself and Matt Gartland, my chief operating officer and chief financial officer for SPI Media. Here he is. Hey, Matt, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, glad to be here, buddy. So uh, interesting times right now, obviously, with what's going on in the world. How are you and your family doing before we get started here? We're good. Thank you for asking. Uh, it's surreal. It's unprecedented. You know, it's it's confusing. Um, but, you know, I'm grateful, as I know you are, as so many of us are, that, you know, are able to leverage the internet in a different way 
employees who help people to run in businesses. Um, so we're good. We're, we're prioritizing, you know, health and sanity first and, you know, staying, staying as locked down as we can at, uh, at home and doing good stuff as a family. So it's good. Yeah, an update from my end for everybody. We're doing pretty much the same thing, kind of hunkered down, obviously, trying to keep the kids busy. April has been working on uh, being stay-at-home mom uh, for a while now, so she's not used, or so she is used to having the kids at home, but not used to having to create curriculum for them since they're home from school now. And uh, we want to continue to educate them. Anyway, it's it's a crazy time for everybody. Uh, we're we're all safe. Everybody uh, who I know, especially my parents, uh, April's parents are safe too. And hopefully, for those of you listening. You guys are safe and, and, and doing well and, uh, you know, hopefully keeping those spirits high as well. Um, but, Matt, you and I, we chatted earlier about wanting to come on and just share a bunch of things uh, sort of off the top of our heads uh, related to just how we can help and things that we're doing in our business to sort of help with uh, kind of keeping things going. And, and that includes everything from finances to team to just emotions and, and all that stuff. Uh, give everybody a preview of sort of the stuff that we're going to cover here in this episode today. Yeah, I, I think we're going to navigate in and out of culture, uh, finance with emphasis on you know cash, obviously, and cash flow, uh, to communication, communication with our team. Uh, that certainly in, is infused with culture, but you know how we leverage communication um, and, and be a conduit of communication with all the news and policy announcements that are coming out in the press to our teams or, or even through to a lot of you listening. Uh, so communication uh, is definitely a big factor. Um, and let's certainly not underscore health, uh, whether that's mental health, physical health, emotional health, you know, as all of these dynamics are unfolding. So yeah, I think it's going to kind of be atomic and like molecules will be bouncing, a, you know, against a lot of this stuff because it's at this point all intertwined. And as I think about, you know, Pat, how we're, you know, leading this business and being sensitive to all these different dynamics, it's really you know, a moment where the inner workings of a business kind of enter the spotlight where they normally, you know, are maybe more in the shadows or behind the curtain, right? Mm -hmm. um, but now, you know, thoughts on, okay, is this the right, you know, expense to make? Uh, what are revenues looking like and how are revenues going to take an impact? Uh, how's the team feeling, and especially with remote teams, and a lot of our team is remote, you know, how do we help them emotionally and, and be there for them? So a lot of the inner workings that uh, as you know, you know, I, I care a lot about it, but sometimes it doesn't get discussed uh, as much as maybe marketing stuff. Um, it's now front and center, and it's a good time to talk about this. Yeah, and thank you for coming on. And for those of you listening, you might remember Matt's spot on the show prior to this, uh, talking a lot about business fundamentals and sort of all the quote-unquote non-sexy stuff uh, that is in and around business. And a lot of the stuff that you're going to hear today um, is likely going to be along those same lines, but very necessary, as Matt said, during this moment in time. So hopefully we can all be there to, to help you. And, you know, we're here for you. And this kind of takes me and reminds me before we dive into the, a lot of the, the, the minor uh, sort of tiny, minute, but very important details. Um, it, this definitely feels very similar to 2008 in terms of the market and the recession. And for me, back then, a lot of you know, I was working as an architect and I got laid off. And the number one thing that... Um, I wish was different around that time that would have clearly helped me mentally was just a little bit of transparency and openness and honest uh, feedback and, and what, of what was going on from my higher ups. Uh, I did not receive that. I was always told to remain hopeful. I was always told to, um, you know, that everything was going to be okay. And of course, when people tell you that and then uh, it kind of is not that, you know, you get very upset. And I think that didn't serve me when I could have been potentially a little bit more prepared after getting laid off 
and um, you know, I had I, I had to figure out how to get out of a, a, a dark space for a while mentally uh, because I just wasn't prepared for, for anything in my head. Um, I don't know if you've ever had any similar experiences, Matt, of, of you know, thinking things were going to go one way and then all of a sudden it gets changed. But I think a lot of people are feeling that right now. Have you ever had to navigate any of that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, while I, I did not find myself in the exact same circumstances as, as you did, Pat, you know, in, in 2008, I, I did find myself in a, a career change uh, really in the wake of that. I, I was able to be a little bit fortunate with uh, having some measure of influence and, and decision making on my own timing. But I left a very, you know, high powered corporate job where I was making a you know, very healthy six figures. I was on a leadership development track uh, in the IT space uh, in the healthcare sector. And especially in the wake of the uh, the immediacy of the Great Recession, things weren't good. And, you know, Pat, I think what you're talking to uh, about the higher ups uh, and then the communication from the higher ups, trust is the word. Uh, and, if, and if they're not being transparent or authentic or they're, you know, overly hopeful uh, in a measure that you know, doesn't come across right, doesn't feel right. And then it comes out, in fact, later that, you know, it's kind of smoke and mirrors like you damage trust. Um, so I found myself in a, in a spot where I. I did make a proactive choice on my part, but I didn't know exactly what was going to happen in starting a freelance career that turned into everything that, that it did. Um, so yeah, it's on, you, you deal with a lot of uncertainty. You deal with a lot of fear, uh, about the unknowns, uh, and you, you know, hope that you can find a community of people to engage with, to trade ideas, um, and be honest with in terms of feelings so that you can get informed, make good decisions and be supported as you navigate, you know, very turbulent waters. How might you recommend a person who maybe has a team uh, in in this turbulent time? How might they best communicate things with their team uh, and 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 perhaps not even know all the answers? How, how would you go about doing that? How often? How frequent? What would you say? And how, yeah, how uh, have we tackle great that? Great question. Yeah, great question. Uh, I can maybe start with just reflecting on how we have handled it so far with our team, and certainly being very sensitive to the fact that. Probably many of you listening, you know, your team dynamics will differ. Uh, maybe you do have employees. We we do have employees. Uh, I, I don't know maybe how acutely we've mentioned that. Um, but, you know, a number of us are on staff, on payroll. We have benefits. We have 401k programs. Um, it's very serious stuff. It's very exciting to be able to, to offer that, right, and to be able to offer our employees, you know, that measure of stability. And it's that stability that gets kind of shaken, right, or at least put into potential question in, in very crazy moments like this. Um, but you may not have employees. Your team may just be one or two people that's on a 1099 basis. So um, j- just kind of, I guess, being sensitive and respectful of that heading into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is, you know, deal in facts as, as much as you can. So, you know, deal with numbers, deal with, you know, policies that have been potentially announced. You know, uh, again, a lot of the, the work from home recommendations at a state level or even a lot of national stuff here in the United States Um probably don't communicate anything uh, or at least emphasize really anything until a decision has been made and it's certain versus a lot of the speculation that is often covered, uh, at least in you know the press, the national press, um, uh, in the lead up to eventually, you know, sort of a, a policy decision. So, you know, Pat, you and I waited uh, a couple days. We're recording here on Wednesday, the 18th. Uh, obviously, the end of the prior week was really crazy. Uh, we waited until Monday before at least putting out sort of a written you know, kind of statement to our team. And I think that was, the, I think that was the right move, um, you know, in retrospect. And I think the team feels the same way where we've distilled kind of what's going on uh, to the extent that, you know, decisions were made that would, uh, you know, impact our business from, 
know, national or, or state agencies. And then we're able to have a little more breathing space ourselves to reflect on what this might mean to the business and not rush something out there. So for example, um, as a part of our business to our employees, we, we have a PTO policy for paid time off. Um, and we made the decision that we would not need to change anything there. People have you know, PTO requests that were submitted and that were approved you know, for later in the year. And unless they electively chose to change those uh, those plans, we weren't going to you know, force them to do so. So that's like one detail that we were able to communicate and stand behind that. Because if you put something out there uh, and you rush it, uh, or maybe it's a half truth and, it, and that gets exposed later, again, you damage trust with your team. Um, so with even if your your team is again a contracted you know workforce 1099 base, still communicate with the same measure of of empathy and the same measure of you know, just care for them. Um, you know, they're going to potentially have questions around, you know, your uh, a, a working contract with you. You know, if they're 1099, uh, don't don't rush anything out there unless you are absolutely certain that you can, you know, maintain that contract. Or if you do have to, you know, adjust the terms or whatnot, you know, to that contract, do your due diligence first on the numbers, deal with the facts, and communicate the facts when you have them. Yeah, and I also appreciated how you know in this messaging that we had. Uh, that, that that you sent to the team, you know, we came from also what our intentions are as well. Like we intend not to, uh, at least in this moment in time, or we don't anticipate having to, at least with what we know right now, you know, changing or adjusting payroll. Um, we never said right. well, we're never going to do that, but we just, as long as people understand what our intentions are and that we have their best interest uh, sort of as top of mind, then, you know, that that I think is what people are mostly uh, concerned about just that you know at least we're doing everything we can right now and and thankfully having an online business um, you know we're a little bit less susceptible to to things as opposed to you know on the other end somebody who has a restaurant at this moment in time is going to be likely taking a huge hit because um, you know just man, uh, of the mandates and you know not being allowed to or being able to uh, even have customers I mean what, what are you going to do Yet you still have you know rent to pay and a lease and, and whatnot. So uh, you know I, I definitely feel very grateful for being in the online space to have that ability to sort of not have a lot of those things that other people uh, would normally have to pay for in a situation like this where it wouldn't you know be very difficult to to have uh, some some money coming in. Um, which takes me to sort of you know okay revenue uh, you know revenue is going to be affected in, uh, across most. Um, industries and and we are taking a hit as well. Obviously, uh, we were actually in the middle of a launch. We had planned for months, right? And and timing you can't time anything like this. Really, we were in the middle of a launch for Power Up Podcasting, our podcasting course. We had planned it for about six months, and you know, rolling it out. And we had a whole three video series leading up to the launch. The launch opened, and it was going pretty well at the start. And then, as you know, things change uh, very rapidly here in this environment. And by the third day, it was just very, very clear that, well, we have to reassess our original plan and, and make some changes. And, and that was pretty difficult. How, how do you, Matt, being more on the CFO side of things, uh, react to having to make sort of a mid-launch sort of financial change like that? And what does that do to sort of the whole business in general um, having to do that? Uh, a, a good bit. There's there's a number of things to potentially unpack there. Um, the first thing, though, is as much as I have already emphasized to you know deal with deal in facts and numbers, 
um, people are scared. They have questions. There are uncertainties. So making the decisions that we did concerning that promotion, Pat, uh, and and we got our open letter out, you know, to our audience on on Friday, and we included this that like, hey, we're going to pull back our marketing. You know, we understand that people are distracted and and rightfully so, and want to be paying attention to news and doing other things that are you know, a little probably more meaningful to their family versus, you know, potentially paying attention to, you know, a, a podcasting course, however awesome, you know, it is and, and, and it is. So like we made the decision and we knew that it would have, you know, an impact, you know, to revenue to actually scale back our marketing to still not cancel the promotion, but to just acknowledge like, hey, like we feel what you guys feel and we want to support that. So so we 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 selectively consciously, you know, pulled back our, our marketing uh, and it did reflect in the numbers. Um, to one of your earlier comments, we absolutely are grateful that the nature of our business, our business dynamics, our business model, you know, is one that we are reasonably well insulated from a lot of the economic carnage, you know, that, that is happening and is ravaging restaurants and bars and the hotel industry and events. And then we might come back around to that, Pat, you know, concerning you and concerning friends that put on, you know, in-person events and, and speakers that go to events. And that's a big part of the business model. So, you know, for us, we're, we're humbled and we're grateful in this moment. Um, you know, the, the promotion specifically that we're talking about, uh, I mean, we were sub 50% in terms of our goal and we were very confident heading into that, uh, all of us. Uh, that we would actually hit that goal. So, you know, to have, you know, greater than 50% attrition, you know, on, on revenue is not small, um, which then kind of gets into just another aspect of, you know, financial vision and preparedness and, and strategy even, which is, you don't really know, you know, what is going to happen. And certainly this crisis is unprecedented and in magnitude, at least, you know, within our lifetime. Um, so no one could have predicted this, not really. But, you know, we, we are good stewards of our, of cash. We have a good cash, you know, liquidity position. You know, I probably, you know, hammer that pat, you know, to you maybe more than I should, but, but hopefully in moments like this, you know, it pays off. Right. So yeah. like, we're yeah. okay. Um, our cash flow is, is strong. Um, and I've remodeled that out as you know, for the entirety of actually Q2. So all the way through, uh, through June. And we know that based on our, our future endeavors that we're going to be okay. Um, and that's a really reassuring position you know, to be in, you know, you and me trying to lead this thing, but then also be able to turn that around. And again, as we've already mentioned, like be able to communicate with facts, you know, to our team of like, Hey, it, it stinks right now. It's rough, but, we, but we're going to be okay. And there's going to, and there's no, you know, crippling effect, you know, to our business. Um, and it does all the way come back to cash. So I'll pause there, but we could talk all day about cash. Yeah. I mean, let's say for example, somebody is listening to this, Matt, um, and, and very candidly just does not, have that good of a position, maybe not so much cash reserves for their business and clients are sort of backing out of their contracts or just are unable to pay at this po- at this point and cash is starting to be a little bit of a stressor. What uh, what might one do in that situation or what would you do? Yeah, there's there's a couple things, uh, if not several things to to consider. and And these will vary in terms of their I think relevancy, you know, based on you know someone's business model. Um, so so look at the contracts number one, uh, and not that you want to get into like you know a negative or contentious you know legal discussion with clients or vendors. Um, but sometimes, uh, ho- hopefully, contracts have good you know provisions for you know exits or clauses such as you know force majeure clauses for kind of acts of God and and unpredictable catastrophic events and 
you know, Pat, if it's fair to, to share in this moment, like that's something that's even, you know, swirling around the event space. And like when, when people make commitments to venues uh, and different aspects of putting on an in-person sort of an experience, does that clause actually help in terms of recouping, you know, some capital, some cash, you know, that's been already, you know, committed to something and you can recoup that. So that's one way to potentially explore, like getting some cash back, you know, b- back into your, you know, uh, bank account, right? Back into your cash flow. So that, that's number one is to kind of scrutinize your uh, your contracts, you know, as they stand given your business model. Uh, number two is to get, you know, potentially creative with, you know, a derivative sort of an offering. So if you're selling an information product, um, you know, that's maybe straightforward. You can do some different sales. You can pull back, you know, you, you and I are considering, you know, doing some different things with, uh, you know, our collection of courses. If you don't have those assets in your speaker, could you potentially quickly create, you know, an online course or a derivative of, of, of a service-based thing that, you know, probably isn't as high ticket as doing, you know, a service offering, but it could open up a new, a new revenue pipeline to offset some of, you know, uh, the lost revenue. You know, and that, that might be, you know, uh, I guess a reality, you know, you know, that you're, that you're dealing with right now. Uh, number three is business insurance. Uh, if you happen to have business insurance, uh, now would be a good time to kind of pull out that policy again and look through it. Uh, we do have business insurance here at, at SPI. Um, we're not actively going to lean on that, uh, but sometimes you can find measures of, of relief there. So, you know, look at that and it's a good reason why you, you sometimes have business insurance. Uh, number four is, uh, probably a premature concept. So again, in, in my, my claim of dealing in facts, I'm probably skirting this one, but there is a lot of conversation and it's getting discussed in the news about an economic relief package, um, being debated in Washington with a lot of focus on small business owners. Um, to my understanding, again, it's Wednesday afternoon, uh, Eastern, and we're, we're recording this and no deal has been totally struck, but, uh, I'm paying attention to that, you know, as our CFO to understand, you know, what relief measures, um, might be available to us as a small business, um, provided from, you know, the government. Um, those things aren't available yet, but you can darn well be sure that I'm paying attention to that. Uh, and if we should need it, or if it would be a value, you know, to any of you listening, um, you know, Pat, I think it'd be actually pretty instructive and helpful to cascade some of that information through so that people could potentially lean on those relief measures. Yeah. I mean, anything that comes up, Matt, that you find, um, you know, you were going to let me know, obviously, and I was going to hopefully let everybody know on Twitter, Instagram, and any other places where, where we have a voice for that, uh, for sure. And then likely I can imagine you and I getting on a call again, uh, and posting it up here as sort of a emergency podcast episode in between all of our regular numbered episodes uh, in case anything new happens. And, you know, perhaps this is just sort of a regular conversation that we have in post uh, amongst all this craziness and to hopefully give some relief to people and, and just share some of our uh, our ideas that we're sort of active on uh, that you could use uh, should you choose to use them. Um, I, to, exactly. to, to continue your list of, of items, you know, there has been a lot of amazing developments um, in, in several different niches where people are stepping up to help to offer help to those who who are in need. Uh, everything from, you know, f- free things that, that were normally p- things that you would pay for to like straight up just offering cash. Uh, for those in need. And and so I don't know what niche you are in, uh, in particular, for those of you listening. But for example, uh, ConvertKit, a uh, company that I advise, I, I'm an affiliate for, love them, uh, email service provider run by Nathan Barry. 
he and uh, the team over there, the leadership team, Barrett Brooks, many others, decided that they were going to do a $50,000 creator fund where they were just going to offer uh, for those who applied – uh, you know, essentially just some additional cash for creators who are looking for uh, for some support for things like groceries, rent, what 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 have you. Um, and uh, you know, I, I am just really excited that uh, that that was the case. Buzzsprout is offering some special deals for people who want to use this time to start a podcast, for example, as well. Um, and I would imagine that there might be places where you know, in, in your space, that you might be able to go find or even ask for for help if needed in uh, in, in in this dire situation. Um, have you noticed? I, I also thought I think I saw Adobe was offering a couple months for free for their uh, creative service. Uh, you know what, what's it called? Their creative cloud services. Creative cloud. Yeah, which was which was really cool. So the, there is some support in that in that realm as well. Um, but for my audience, who I've been having a, uh, or for our audience, Matt, who has been asking me directly, sort of what can we do uh, during this time? You know, uh, beyond the finances, I think that this is a a moment that again takes me back to 2008, when the reason why I was able to come out of that very successfully was because I used that time to create and to uh, take bolder actions that I ever had before, because I never really had a need to. And this is likely going to be a huge wake up call for a lot of people in terms of wow, like things perhaps weren't as secure as I thought. Um, man, I really wish I had gotten rolling on my business earlier. Um, now this might be a wake-up call for people to go, oh, wow, I probably can and should uh, step up and step into something even though it might be uh, different or scary or unusual or uncomfortable. Um, but that's really where the success lies is is in those sort of situations. So what I'm telling my audience typically is to just, hey, this is your moment to start leaning into that thing that you you knew you've always wanted to lean into, uh, whether that's content creation, starting a podcast, starting a business. Um, you know, you don't have to pay for anything to do that. You just need to commit to, to trying it and to starting it. Um, any any tips or, or advice from you, Matt, in regards to just what what does this now make possible as opposed to, well, what is now being taken away from me? Well, well, what's being added to me now? What what is this making possible for us? Yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. And you know, Patty, even as we discussed kind of privately earlier today, I think this will sharpen people's ambition ar- around what's possible. I I don't necessarily know if it really adds anything new, but it makes it that much more vivid of how valuable, how amazing it is to you know work toward and, and hopefully claim you know financial independence. Uh, I, I have a certain theory of the case that in the wake of this, when you know we're on the other side of this, that you know those that have unfortunately been, you know, more negatively impacted than us, and potentially even displaced from you know their their day jobs right now, you know, in some measure maybe hopefully don't go back. Uh, and the hope there is that they have instead, you know, using you know a very difficult circumstance to lean into exactly what you're talking about and. You know, figure out how to build an independent endeavor again as a freelancer, or to start that small business, you know, with their spouse or with a business partner, right? Mm-hmm. And and use this moment to to really lay claim to, you know, their own dream. Um, and I think that's what's exciting, um, in part because you know, economic trends, technology trends, have been moving in this direction for a while, and it's and it's great. You know, the technologies are getting easier to use. Um, the, the teaching and we're very proud, you know, you, me, the team, everyone that's involved with SPI proud to, to 
contribute to that education of how to build really engaged audiences and followings and how to, you know, run a very profitable business and to do so ethically um, with great morals and great principles. So, yeah, I think what's what I see is true, you know, helping to to lead the business, really run it from the inside is like this. This provides more of that dream. Um, like it, it gets it closer to to someone grasping it. It brings it into closer reach. Um because it's hard. Uh, and a lot of times people have to kind of go through, uh, you know, that crucible moment, um, to galvanize them to take that final step, right. And really go claim the thing that they, they want more than anything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and, and the big thing here is there, there are, there are certain things that we just can't control. Um, but then there on the other side of it are things that we can control. And so making use of the time and making decisions for your future as we come out of this is, is going to be really important. And I'm reminded in 2008 how depressed I was, how little things I got done in the first three weeks after getting laid off and how just unproductive that was. Um, it, it's important to know that it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to take take some time off and just, you know, for, for me, you know, my, my, uh, my safety blanket was – just sitting in bed watching Back to the Future all day, wishing that, you know, a time machine could actually be invented. But then, of course, after the movie ends, you know, that's not possible. But what is possible and what's somewhat true from that fiction movie uh, is or that fiction trilogy is, well, although we can't go into the past and change things and come back to the future uh, to, to where we are now and things will be different. We can change what we do now and what we decide to do now for the story that we're writing for our future. And so I just wanted to hopefully uh, ins inspire you because I've gone through the same thing before. I am very, very aware of how many people are feeling. I felt it too. And, um, you know, hopefully you can know that um, you have us in your corner and the resources that we have. We've put up already some uh, amazing resources to help and we'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, and I'll mention a link at the end of this uh, episode as well for where you can go to learn more about where you can get some help too, uh, or at least get started on some stuff. And, and yeah, so Matt, where do you want to go next? We have a lot of other things that we could cover related to business and team and culture. Uh, where do you want to take us? Yeah, maybe one grounding point as a bridge here, which is, you know, continue to work toward, Pat, exactly as you've expressed, you know, the, the vision that more than likely you've had for a while, refine it, write it down, uh, write it down again, edit it, uh, work on that business model. Um, and understand that while you're doing that, obviously, uh, Pay attention to the here and now that there's certain triaging, you know, that likely has to, to happen, you know, to some magnitude. Uh, all of us are doing that, including us. Um, so I want to be clear that, like, yes, lead toward the vision and, and lean into into that hope. That's 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 the, the right thing to do. That is the future. Um, build that triage plan now. And that gets into some of those those nuts and the bolts around cash flow management, cut back on discretionary expenditures, um, you know, variable costs that you probably you know, can dial back on, you know, especially for business expenses. Yeah. Um, re time, to get reassess lean. Your, time to get lean. Exactly. Yeah. And again, you and, you and I have talked about that privately. So like build that bridge. That is the bridge, like build the triage plan. And I, and I know that the word triage comes from, you know, the a military lexicon. Uh, I don't want to overly equate, you know, an economic crisis with an actual, you know, wartime crisis, but, uh, there is a certain triaging that, that should, you know, occur within business. Um, I think it's the responsible thing to do so that, you know, the vision you're working toward is in fact attainable, right? Uh, and, and go there um, and use this time. And maybe this is the bridge path for the conversation, which is in, continue to build relationships, 
there are so many other people that you can lean on for help. Lean on Pat, lean on me, uh, lean on us as SPI, lean on ConvertKit and their creator fund or just you know, them in general. Uh, our friends at Teachable are doing some similar things. Uh, the internet community at large is, is a wonderful resource. So, so don't pull back and, you know, maybe, you know, go, go in a hole and watch back to the future like Pat did. But, you know, in fact, still, please, you know, express yourself and put yourself out there um, because people are, are ready to help you. And it's those relationships that will continue to bear fruit as you, in fact, triage the current situation and work toward a future state where you have an independent business or, or career uh, in the shape that you want it to be. Yeah. I mean, in, in I literally watched it like 40 times, uh, just so you know, um, during that time. But I love that you talked about relationships. That's something that I definitely wanted to bring up because, uh, like I was saying earlier, there are people out there who are lending a hand, who want to help. But at the same time, we all have the ability to help others too. And it's in these moments where relationships can be formed, that can be long-lasting, that can be um, you know, just fruitful and, and, and a win on all sides. Um, you know, I'm just trying to, on the fly here, come up with a scenario that might make sense for for somebody who might be in the audience, Matt. For example, if somebody was, you know, a um, a programmer and they wanted to develop a website for somebody, but they just don't have any clients right now, um, well, they might be able to uh, be of service to somebody who could offer service back, who maybe has a little bit of a of an audience that you know, once we come out of this, this developer creates a website, does it almost in a pro bono way where, you know, you help them out. And then after we get out of this, well, that person with their new website is going to have you on their show and talk about the website design and, and, and feed uh, new customers your way after. Uh, and I think there's a lot of opportunities similar to that, that can sort of happen. Uh, yeah. Like at this very moment. Yeah. Two, two thoughts come to mind. Um, one on the developer side, uh, the programming side, find a, open source project uh, within whatever your programming specialty might be and see if you can contribute to it. Uh, It's a way to, again, get your name out there more to network within, you know, that industry and exactly, Pat, as you've expressed, you know, those relationships may not directly turn into, you know, a source of revenue vis-a-vis like a service contract or something, but another, you know, participating programmer might know of someone else. Right. And that's, that's the ripple effect that you can't see because it's two or three moves, you know, removed uh, from where you are today. So yeah, absolutely. Whether it's a pro bono project that Pat, as you've said, or an open source project that you can find online, um, and contribute to and get your name attached to, uh, something that could maybe, you know, get sent to product hunt and publish there and might, you know, rank well, you know, those are all different ways to add value to, you know, find hope through doing the work, um, which never, yeah, or, or never ceases to impress me. Just the the measure of optimism from doing the work um, is a real thing. Uh, the second thing I was going to say, by way of example, Pat, um, are attorneys. You know, uh, I was actually speaking with with our attorneys today, uh, and they're fine, Mark and John. Um, but even like that niche, if you will, you know, people pull back, right? So, so I got some insight from them that, you know in the general sort of universe of startups and small business, you know, people don't like paying lawyers when they don't have to, you know? (laughs) So, uh, so there's some, there's some potential attrition there, but what did they do today? They went and amassed a wonderful uh, assortment, uh, a list of free resources and news and updates for small business owners 
um, that have some legal help or, or some of the stuff that I even mentioned around like potential loans or relief packages that are coming out from, you know, state, local and federal agencies. And they publish it for free. Um, and Pat, I'll, I'll pass it through to you to afterward. And I've already seen multiple people take that, that, uh, that email. It came out through, by email from Mark and John, our, our general counsel team and share it to their audiences. So already like this great thing that they did to help others, you know, um, they're not using it as some marketing tool. They're helping others, but they're already getting a ripple effect from it. Yeah, that's amazing. That, that, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Now, we've been talking a lot about how we can potentially help uh, online, but I, I also want to just be open to the, um, just the reality that, well, likely there aren't going to be a lot of social gatherings in person, at least not uh, anytime soon here, which is um, something that Many people, myself included, crave. Uh, even as an introvert, I know how important it is to meet people in person and events are absolutely being um, canceled left and right. And I remember being at Social Media Marketing World, kind of like the last big event to happen before all this stuff happened. And um, sort of the the last day of the event was when uh, there was starting to be a lot of news about, uh, you know, travel and, and, and um, cancellations. And a friend of mine came up to me, he was like, dude, he was looking really, he was, he was not looking good. And he came up to me and showed me his phone. He said, Hey, I woke up this morning and, uh, five of my talks this year are just got canceled in the last hour. And he's, you know, he's a 20,000, $25,000 keynote speaker. So he had, he lost over a hundred thousand dollars in just like a minute. Um, it was tough. And I was like, wow, this is, uh, it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I, I had no words for him uh, during that time, except I, I, I just, I'm here for you. But yeah, events are going to be a thing that are not going to happen anytime soon. We in uh, SPI Media and, and on the Flindustry side of things, we're dealing with an event of our own that we normally have. By normal, I meant last year was the first year. Uh, but FlynnCon is something that uh, is being affected by this, obviously. And we've had to make some decisions related to that. If you haven't heard yet, um, the event is canceled. And uh, we'll be refunding uh, or offering uh, other options for people. We're still working with the hotel to determine, okay, can we keep the deposit there and hold it for 2021 perhaps uh, and, and maybe do FlynnCon then and, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, we're still literally right in the middle of planning uh, communication with the attendees. So if you haven't heard yet, you'll, you'll hear very soon if you did get a ticket. And I was bummed. I was I was very upset because I was really looking forward to it. We had keynote speakers that I was really excited to announce and and, and have join us. Um, I'm really bummed. I'm really bummed about that. So we're currently working with, uh, we're trying to work out with a hotel related to to all that stuff. And it's just it's just providing a lot of anxiety on my end. Um, but it's just the reality of the situation now. So Matt, um, to you, for those who were going to be putting on their own events or workshops, uh, what might they be able to do instead? And then for those of us who want to, you know, who, who enjoy going to those things, like what other options do we have for just human connection? Yeah, uh, it's it's an active conversation, as you're alluding to. You know, for us, it's it's near and dear to us. Uh, it impacts, you know, both businesses, the Flintistry's business, the SPI media business and all of its positive ripple effects. Um, we're, we're considering a virtual summit of sorts. Uh, I think great advice that that I have heard. I think Pat, you've heard something similar is to to not attempt to perfectly replicate you know the magic of an in-person experience online because you can't really do that. So you know we're trying to get creative again, um, kind of go back into you know uh, the workshop and you know come up with something really strong and that's tailored to uh, an online gathering space. 
but you know we want to come together uh, as a community uh, and we should in time of crisis. So uh, I think we uh, and our team you know feels that sense of obligation you know to, to figuring out a path forward there and not just leave people wanting. So uh, so I'm optimistic uh, while you know decisions are TBD still that we can come up with a, a virtual concept that can add a lot of value um, that can, align you know with people's interests so so i guess there's that um second uh i guess apart from any one particular you know virtual uh i guess event at some measure of scale you know if there are masterminds that you are a part of or that you've heard about or maybe uh, but maybe haven't yet joined uh, i know of some communities uh, at least some here in in the local community here in columbus of of creators a lot of independents a lot of freelancers um, doing a lot of like virtual happy hours, just like, you know, seven, 10, 12 people getting on a zoom call, you know, at, at five o'clock and not to promote too much drinking, but like they literally, you know, I joined one of them, you know, it's like, Hey, like go, go get something out of your own closet. Let's just get on and talk. And like, let's, you know, virtually clink a glass. And, you know, I think doing that stuff, it might sound silly. I don't know, but it's, it's a relief. Um, do that for an hour, even just a half hour. So kind of get creative, you know, with that sort of stuff. Um, and I guess to the degree that you're comfortable, number three, you know, it's not per se, you know, entrepreneurial in nature. Um, but you know, go to a park or just get outside, take a walk with your family, walk with some friends. Um, if you're, you know, practice probably, you know, proper social distancing etiquette, if, if you're, you know, super sensitive to that, uh, but yeah, I, I think get, getting creative, connecting with people, leveraging social channels, and doing so in a hopeful, optimistic way, not con- not contributing to the chaos and the the uncertainty, uh, if you can avoid it, um, you know, on Twitter or on Instagram or on Facebook, uh, is important. Yeah, for me, I mean, we've been connecting with our friends via FaceTime, uh, and that's been really, really great. Uh, although it's not in person, it's it's pretty close. As opposed to what I know a lot of people are doing is just staying connected with text messages. And those are great, too. But there's just something about seeing a person and feeling comfortable, with, uh, you know, in that situation. And, and, and I would recommend, you know, FaceTime or Zoom or anything like that, Skype uh, communication just to kind of, you know, we're going to be hunkered down for a long time, I feel. And I think it's going to drive a lot of people insane. And so I think that the more that we can sort of create some normalcy in our lives and connect with others in that way, the, the better and I think that's what a lot of people crave. And, and, and when it comes to uh, content creation, you know, a lot of people are wondering, well, how does this affect uh, the content that I come out with? Like, should I address the, you know, uh, virus in, 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 in every article and be sensitive to that? And yes, obviously, you should be sensitive to it. Uh, you know, you don't want to be tone deaf. But at the same time, your audience craves normalcy. Uh, people are still buying things. People are still consuming content. People are still learning. In fact, uh, they're learning more than ever at this moment. So that, this is why we're starting to see bumps in our traffic in podcast listens and downloads. And, and there's opportunities there for sure to continue to show up. And, and, and that's, that's the biggest lesson here and the biggest takeaway is I think that you, you still need to show up and, and you could show up even more, uh, both as a business owner, um, but also as a member of your family. I think that, uh, you know, this is an opportunity, I think, for many to, uh, now that we're hunkered down in our homes with our family to, you know, perhaps before this all happened, we were kind of doing our own thing and, 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 and potentially letting time pass by without realizing that we have a lot of special things very close to us. And my family and I, although we are all at home most of the time anyway, we're, we're spending, 
even more time at home. And I know a lot of people who have told me specifically that they are using this time to get closer to their families as well. So there are some good uh, that that uh, can come out of this. And, and I hope that you can all see that. Um, not saying that we just have to forget all the, all the craziness, but um, there are things to be thankful for during this time as well. Completely. It's a keep calm and carry on, you know, mindset. And I realize that's probably a, a very tired cliche, but it's probably never more true, at least in my lifetime, you know, than now. Um, and yeah, lean into the optimism when you can, um, lean into, you know, staying healthy, uh, into relationships, all, you know, a lot of these big things that, you know, we've, we've glanced on today, um, and tie them together. I know that for, for me as a still young parent, uh, I have a one-year-old that just turned one on Friday. So to celebrate her first birthday in the midst of all this, thank you, has been a, a little bit trippy to say the least. Um, but then we're like with both sets of grandparents. So like you mentioned FaceTime and we FaceTime with both sets of grandparents every day and it's made the biggest difference. And I know it's the subject pad of a, another podcast uh, episode you're putting together, but it's a whole other kind of layer to this, you know, uh, probably a healthy percentage of the people listening to this are in fact parents and, you know, being at home or, you know, trying to change their work from home situations if their spouse or partners are at home and dealing with potentially babies or small kids or, or teenagers. Um, you know, a lot of colleges are closed too. It's like, man, that's a whole other layer of complexity here. Yeah, and that episode's going to be coming out very soon uh, after this episode comes out. It'll be about mostly new parents, and this was planned for a while, and it just so happens it might be even more useful now than ever. So uh, the team Definitely. and I are working on that. Um, Matt, anything else we want to finish up with? I'm sure that you and I are going to get on a call again and even bring some other team members on for these sort of more emergency-type podcast episodes related to what's happening right now. Because honestly, you know, we've been doing so well with the content creation that we're, you know, recorded through midway of the year already. But I think that it's important that we come up and show up in real time like this for people too. And and we'll likely be doing more of that here, whether it's on this podcast and there's even discussion within the group internally of uh, creating sort of auxiliary uh, podcasts in our network for this purpose as well, uh, outside of SPI, but within within the same realm um, for, for you too. So... Um, yeah, let's do this again. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely love to, anytime. Thanks, Matt, appreciate it. You too. All right, I hope that was helpful. If you wanna get some more resources from us, you can actually go to smartpassiveincome.com slash toolkit. One more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash toolkit. When you arrive there, you'll see a number of things, uh, including some articles that have been written specifically for this moment in time about staying sane while working from home, uh, a lot of mental-related things uh, for your mental health. In addition, we are offering some stuff for free. My course, Smart From Scratch, we are, uh, as long as this thing is happening, we are offering Smart From Scratch for free, which is my online course, as well as a course called Build Your Own Brand to help you start your business, start your website. This is a perfect time to, like I said, in this conversation with Matt, to lean into content creation. And uh, there's always gonna be more things added onto this page as well. Um, Currently, a couple books are there for free for you too, uh, and there are some support and assistance from some of our friends and, and people we have relationships with, like Buzzsprout and ConvertKit. Uh, ConvertKit, for example, created a creator fund offering some additional cash for those who might need it uh, through an application process, and they have some information about that there. Uh, Buzzsprout creating some free podcasting accounts for schools, governments, and NGOs and just more resources being added all the time. So if you want to check that out one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash toolkit. 
and uh, more resources are being added to that uh, as they as they come in. Uh, connect with me on Twitter and on Instagram at Pat Flynn. Let me know what else we can do to serve you here on Team SPI. And also, uh, as long as this is going on, I'm also going live on YouTube every day at 8 a.m. in the morning for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's holding me accountable to just waking up and starting the day motivated to help and serve others. So 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern every day on YouTube. You can find me at youtube.com slash Pat Flynn. Hit the bell notification icon there so you get notified every morning. And in addition, I just want to be there to serve. I mean, as hopefully you can tell, we 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 are in a good position to be able to help others. And that and that's why we're here. So uh good luck and all the best. Uh the stuff's changing every day it seems and we're gonna continue to come back and, and continue to serve here for you. And lastly, if you know anybody who might benefit from this particular episode, uh, all you have to do is actually if you just share it, you can go and actually share that page, smartpassiveincome.com slash toolkit. Likely we'll find a way to embed this podcast episode there too and anything else that we might come up with as well. So uh, yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate you and um, wishing you all the best. Peace. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.